<laughs> okay, I'm excited. Thank you. Um, welcome to episode 94 of Tea with Tammy. And this episode is titled Nerd Girl Fall. And we have a special co-host this episode. And that is Ty, aka Tamberland. And she is a young entrepreneur whose services you will soon learn about. Um, say hello to the audience, Tam. Tam. Hi, guys. <laughs> so that's Tam. Um, and not to be mistaken with um, Tammy. Okay. So right. <laughs> that it, seems to be a thing. Right. Everybody thinks my name is Tammy or Tam Tam, which, you know, I get the Tam Tam part, but I'm like, just. Just leave it there. <laughs> right, right, right. Just, don't don't give me a nickname. I right, right, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so we have a lot of juicy topics, and then we will get into more about you and what you do in your free time and um, what services you can provide um, as an entrepreneur out there, as a young black entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. We got to put that on that part. That part. <laughs> that part. Okay. But um, I wanted to get into something that I was telling you earlier that I was randomly ranting about on the timeline and that is movie remakes Mm -hmm. that seems to just be a hot trend the last like five six years of just remake after remake and no original stories and the reason why this kind of sparked my conversation on it all over again is because it was recently announced that there is going to be a remake for the craft which is a throwback I think maybe 90s, early 2000s, um, teen witch movie, and also a remake for Set It Off, Uh. which is, um, you know, a woman heist movie that had big stars in it. Queen Latifah, Jada Pickett, Vivica A. Fox, and so the list continues Blair Underwood. So I wanted to get your opinion on remakes and your opinion of the remakes of those specific movies. Okay. It's really funny that you mentioned that you ranted about it because I think I did something very similar. (laughs) Um, I've probably been feeling this way for a few years now. Me personally, there's... I'll get to the the specific movies like in a minute, but I feel like it's kind of lazy. So for people who are into film and like screenwriters and everything, I'm the type of person where I'll go through Netflix and like... I'll be scrolling for a good 15 minutes right, right before I settle on anything. <laughs> Fall asleep scrolling. Exactly. I've done it before. Just And then my TV's asking me, are you still there? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but um, I think it's lazy. Um, it's not creative because essentially all you're doing is you're recasting um, other people with the same storyline right. and or for ooh, me, the, what they'll try to do mm-hmm. is oh i'm gonna cast it but a black version right of it. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, yeah like the ghostbusters mm-hmm. where they brought it back and it was all women yeah oceans eight and i was just like the same story I'm, I'm gonna have to look really into this i might bring it up like while we're on this subject because mm-hmm. i've seen it on twitter but i'm gonna i'm gonna get to that later <laughs> but um no, so like going through Netflix, I'm always trying to find something different, something new. Right. Um, and I'm into all type of genres of movies and stuff. So I like nice. to see new things coming up. But I just, I think one, it's lazy. Right. And so I think that when you get right. to things like, and I think a lot of different production companies, I think they do that because it's kind of like with artists when they're kind of releasing haphazard music. They're just trying to stay relevant. Like, oh, right, we're right, right. releasing this right. this 
song or whatever. I think a lot of production companies do that. Right. Just to kind of keep it safe. Right. Just to like, hey, we got this movie coming out to kind of, you know, stay relevant. But right, right. with movies like The Craft and like Set It Off, mm-hmm. especially Set It Off, because, um, you know, okay. that's, that's a black classic. Right. You know what I'm classic. saying? Like, classic. <laughs> there's certain things that don't need to be remade. Thank you. And I think Set It Off is definitely one of those movies. It just, right. it's a classic in, on its own. It doesn't need to be remade. Now, if you want to do another female money heist movie like Oceans 8. Right, was, right, right. It was 8, right? Right, I believe so. With right. Rihanna and everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's cool. You know, essentially, Oceans was already its own right. series of movies. But, you know, they flipped it. They had female women right. in there. And that's cool. Um, but just remaking something as classic as Set It Off, like, I just... There's I can't, no need. I can't get with it. Like, I don't understand the need for it because no one's asking for this. Mm-hmm. No one was like, oh, this can be even better nowadays. I, I haven't heard that. Mm-hmm. And, like you were saying before, they can make a, another bank heist movie that right. has all women. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be set it off again. Right. They can make their own set it off. Like, exactly. <laughs> make your own classic. Exactly. What happened to the writers and the producers and the moviegoers who wanted something to be new and their own new classic? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, don't you want your own staple under your own belt? Because supposedly, like, Issa Rae is supposed to be very involved with the remake mm. of the set it off. And it would have been nice if she had her own bank heist movie that right, I would have been all right. for but now that I know it's like a set it off remake I'm like why would you limit yourself like that yeah like why yeah. would you do that to yourself you could have had your own set it off <laughs> and then too I think it doesn't do the actors or actresses justice because uh, you're gonna get compared you're exactly oh you didn't play this role you know what like, I'm saying who's like, gonna be the Cleo it's mm-hmm. got well, gotta be young MA right. cause they want Even, like a rapper like yeah like someone more <laughs> right uh, androgynous like I, I get it but but it's just even before the movie comes out, people are going to be comparing. Like, right, exactly. oh, they can't do that role. Right, like, no they don't need top. to be right. <laughs> and so I think it just doesn't really do anybody justice in their acting career. There's right. certain things like Disney is doing a lot of their own remakes. I right. feel like it's slightly different with Disney because it's like their movie. <laughs> but true, true, true. Right, and they're recasting it live action. Um, right, and it's a some of them angle. are yeah, some of them are really big hits and some of them with Disney are not like the Dumbo live action remake I didn't like it because they left mm-hmm. out so much content in the from the original mm-hmm. Dumbo movie that I just right. couldn't get with like some of my favorite parts of Dumbo were not in the live wow. action movie Aww. and I think that's I what see it. Yeah, we, it's not right. Right. the graphics are great okay. <laughs> the okay. graphics are amazing that's good to know but um, no it's just I think that part comes in it too like they try to remake things and then they have to leave certain things out or they choose to leave certain things out and then right. you're like, well, it's not the same. Like, you know, they don't right. have this part in there anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I I just, I'm not with it. I just want people to be like creative, come up with something new, like right. give me some better Netflix options. Thank it you. was really funny. Um, me and my partner were actually scrolling through Netflix mm-hmm. and then he stopped on a movie that's called Mowgli. It's literally like the third remake of Jungle Book. Wow. And I'm just like, why? Why is it necessary? Why? Like, <laughs> like it's I don't been get it. done great already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And so I was just like, I don't even know where this came from. I don't know who made wow. this film, like when it came out. But 
yeah, they've been. I don't know. They just keep remaking that movie like every year or two. And right. I, I don't. I don't get it. It's ridiculous. Just slapping a new name on it or just a new actor on it. Mm-hmm. But people, please, originality. But I mean, you know, supposedly like the Ocean's Eight was good. Mm-hmm. People, are, pe- there's people that like the new Lion King. So it just depends on who you are. You know, it's bad. Um, I haven't even seen Lion King. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. I mean, the original still the best okay. you can't talk <laughs> so you're you're not missing anything when it comes to that regard um but if you just want to keep up with beyonce yeah you know. i mean that's essentially whatever you know <laughs> right, that's exactly. the, it's a beyonce movie that's, that's exactly it's the lion queen the lion queen basically <laughs> But um, let me take a, a pause to um, talk about our tea that we're sipping. Oh, yes. Um, and so I made two uh, two separate drinks, and they are spiked tea. One tea has strawberry, blue coconut, and crown apple, and that's what I'm sipping. And our guest is sipping a peach, lemon, blackberry crown apple tea. Yes. So uh, tell me your thoughts. What's it taste like? This, honestly, like, no cap. This is really good. Ooh, like, and no cap. I'm a su- I love love peach like i think i <laughs> tweeted about this the other day oh and i was I just knew. like i, I love knew. peach everything like peaches <laughs> i don't really eat the fruit too much but right, right, right. i love the flavor of peach so this is like giving me some like peach vibes it has like the fall colors going right. on like i'm really i'm i'm vibing to this i'm definitely getting a refill <laughs> Ooh, yes 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 i'm glad you enjoy it and mine is just as tasty Ooh. um the two flavors are just randomly Combined, I was like strawberry, blue coconut. I don't know why, but it, it's working. So this it is looks, a new drink that I might have to keep making over and over. It looks fabulous. Look, <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. So let's get into a um, more serious topic. Okay. Um, because this topic really got under my skin and frustrated me and confused me. Um, and I've kind of been doing a little bit of research on it. But I saw on the timeline that a six-year-old got convicted and charged um, for throwing a tantrum in their first grade classroom. And so I guess this tantrum was just just out of control. And the teacher decided to get assistance from the campus cop. And that cop decided to cuff the six-year-old, take the six-year-old to a detention center and take a mugshot and, and kind of book them. And call the parents. Oh my god! And I wanted to get your opinion on that process because there's a lot of outrage because one, it's it's a child, mm-hmm. and two, how can you criminalize someone so early in their life? Mm-hmm. Like you're now that child's in the system with a mugshot, right? Like already at six, right? <laughs> what if they wanted to grow up to be the president, and now you have a record starting at six yes. years old? That's crazy. What's your opinion on all this? that that that's very frustrating to me um for two different reasons one like why are we why are we policing children like it's a child you know what i'm saying like a child and it's really like it's i think the obvious there's probably like a very obvious reason why it happened Mm -hmm. but teacher's white kid is black or the kid is of color Mm -hmm. um i don't know if it's a a black child i believe maybe it's like hispanic or mixed Mm -hmm. i'm not too sure so don't quote me on that people gotcha um i think there's a a, an obvious reason you know uh, Mm -hmm. when especially when it comes to minorities it's just it's it's sad because whenever you are of a darker complexion, you are looked as you are looked at as an adult earlier right. than our fairer counterparts. 
And that's really frustrating because now this child has, you know, that could possibly be a traumatic experience for the child. Um, And now they have this record and they have this, you know, that's, it's kind of like when you tell a kid that they're bad and Mm -hmm. then they could, they act the way that you tell them that they are. Right. Um, Oh my gosh. And that's that like a six year old is a baby. That's a baby. Mm -hmm. Like for me, 13 year olds are babies, but a six year old, like babies. And then, um, I I taught in Houston for some time. And so as a teacher, there are many moments where I had to stand up and advocate for my kids because there were even people in that district, in that school that were trying to push out harsher punishments than the child really deserved. And the sad part is, I hate to say it, but a lot of the times the skin of darker complexions or the kids of darker complexions would be getting the worst punishment. Right. And for me, that was frustrating. Um, especially That's just reflecting society. Yeah. And it is sad because, you know, the school is mostly Hispanic and black. And so right. now we're looking at, you know, colorism going into it. And wow. it's as a teacher, that's frustrating to me because honestly, if you cannot like you go into this, this um, industry, understanding and knowing how it works, mm-hmm. you, you have expectations for these students, mm-hmm. but you have to understand that they're children and that they are going to have tantrums and outbursts right, and everything developing. like that. Right. They, that, that brain is not completely emotionally developed um, at all. So they're going to be having these outbursts and these, these other issues, but mm-hmm. you don't call the police on a small child. Like right. I dealt with middle school and high schoolers who were having issues like this, fights, outbursts, tantrums, da, da, da. I didn't have to call nobody. Right. I got my kids together myself. Listen, I didn't okay. even, that's I, a black woman for you. Look, I didn't even go to <laughs> I didn't even go to the director of student support. The student support director came to me Ooh. when I had kids acting a fool. Ooh. So, um I I think it's, you know, it's definitely a a, a thing that has to do with race. And mm-hmm. um it's teachers that can't handle the job. Like that's just this, the sad right. part about it, especially right. if you have, if you're a non black or non minority person teaching a group of minority children, mm-hmm. um, you have to go into it with the right intentions. Right. And if you don't, you do have kids getting in trouble for minimal things or getting these harsh punishments pushed out to them, um, because you can't handle it. And right. I'm very passionate about like, if you are not, meant like if you're not ready to be a teacher or you're not built for that culture then don't do it right leave that spot open for somebody who love who wants to love these kids and give them their best chance thank you you hear that people out there please take in that message also if you're going in the fields especially of being a police officer mm-hmm. come on now like absolutely you got to have that compassion and empathy as well in that position it's not just a power thing yeah so absolutely i think that's where the disconnect is but some of the research that i was doing on this topic because i was like how did a six-year-old even get in the process of that how is that mm-hmm. even allowed and supposedly i think it's 13 states have a no minimum of policing and so a police officer um, can, you know, or in 13 states, arrest someone who is two years old, seven years old, 11 that years just, old. That seems extreme. Right. Exactly. And supposedly this is just one story that's caught the news, mm-hmm. you know, due to the parents, you know, saying how crazy this is. Right. But supposedly this is this happens often in some communities, especially in the black and brown ones. Right. And so that that's a crazy 
That is just loophole in the system. It's so crazy just because working in education and most I've only worked with at risk or high risk students. Like I've never I, I mean I, right. I I think those are the only kids I can work with realistically. Right. right. Me, um, me too. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to understand right. a different type of kid. Right. Cuz right. I relate to them, they relate to me. So mm-hmm. It, it works. That's so crazy. I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off. It's so ahead. crazy how it parallels with being a police officer too, mm-hmm. and like being oh, in like yeah. different types yeah. of communities and like what you can understand and what you should be allowed to police. Right. And so I just it's just crazy the parallels of being a teacher and like a police yeah. officer. But yeah, but continue. I mean, both are pu- public servants. They're right. there to do a public service to people. Like so, it you know it goes both ways. But it's just there's so many different. Um, resources and when I was a grade level chair I always told my team like of teachers I said use your resources like right. you know submit those uh, behavior referrals contact me if something's going on if it's right. something too extreme for me to deal with because I'm also a teacher mm-hmm. then that gets pushed up to the administration so right. use those resources right. but also before you even contact someone else you are a resource so you have to check yourself in that classroom did you escalate the situation did you try to de-escalate the situation did you do anything proactive to prevent that from happening how did you respond to it as a teacher and a lot of times teachers right they don't they don't have that I guess they don't have that level of awareness to make sure that they're doing things in the classroom that could prevent those issues from happening. And right. it's not to say that it's all, it's never going to happen if you do, you know, because mm-hmm. stuff like that happens. Kids are very right. unpredictable. They can come in and just be in a horrible mood and just, just want <laughs> right. to destroy everybody's day. Right. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I've had those situations before, but it's just also using the resources that you have as a teacher and sometimes mm-hmm. the resources yourself. But right. again, when you're in an industry and you can't deal with it, it's just easier to call somebody and make them deal with it. Right. And if you're honestly... You know, if you kind of relate to that mindset, you don't need to be teaching. Right, exactly. Especially not our black and brown kids. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Very well said. And I think this is a, a perfect moment to uh, take a quick little music break. I'm going to play some tunes and then we'll be back with more topics. This just straight drop, little nigga. I'll pull up on your block, then pop, little nigga. Twin Drake, make a nigga hop scotch, little nigga. 20k that I spent on my watch, little nigga. Better watch what you say to the cops, little nigga. G code ain't no love for the ops, little nigga. M6, this a 19 drop, my nigga. I'll pull up if a nigga wanna. I'll pull up if a nigga wanna box my nigga Riding Lakeshore Drive getting top my nigga Rubber bands on the guap make the knot look bigger Where I'm from ain't no love for a thought or a snitch When you ride better make sure your man's riding with you If he ain't take his ass off the family picture Sipping drink hit the curb like I'm playing the picture Paying money for a shooter and I'm praying that he hits 2k For the pants that's designed with the pitch Another 10 for the diamonds you go blind when he hits you Popping flash you'll feel like they blind when he hits you Can't stop gotta stay on my grind I ain't quitting 100k out the roof on my mind What I picture niggas playing both sides you be blind when I hit you, why I stay with the blitz? So you down when I hit you, I don't trust no thought They be lying to get you this just straight drop, little nigga. I'll pull up on your block, then pop, little nigga. Twin drink, make a nigga hop, scotch, little nigga. 20k that I spent on my watch, little nigga. Better watch what you say to the cops, little nigga. G code ain't no love for the ops, little nigga. M6, this a 19 drop, my nigga. I'll pull up if a nigga wanna. Yeah. 
this just straight drop, little nigga. I'll pull up on your block, then pop, little nigga. Twin Drake, make a nigga hop scotch, little nigga. 20k that I spent on my watch, little nigga. Better watch what you say to the cops, little nigga. G code ain't no love for the ops, little nigga. M6, this a 19 drop, my nigga. I'll pull up if a nigga wanna. Alright, so let's get back into some topics, a more lighter topic. Let's speak to the title of the show, <laughs> Nerd Girl Fall. And so that is the season that we're moving into. Um, we're transitioning out of Hot Girl Summer. Mm-hmm. And one, I wanted to get your opinion on Meg Thee Stallion and her little movement and the Hot Girl Summer, um, you know, term, mm-hmm. like what that means to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> So I know you you've you've established yourself as a stallion, right? Yes. yes <laughs> okay. Yes. I am a hot girl. I'm a hottie, Houston hottie stallion, all that good stuff. Yes. Um, why well, I usually call myself a pony because I'm not I'm not quite a stallion status yet. Stop. Maybe one day if I grow like five inches and then get a little thicker, but you know, girl. Um, no, I love Meg. Um, yes. Anybody like we've we've had this conversation. Anybody who knows me knows I love Meg. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she is a great. She's a great energy to have, um, especially in hip hop and in specifically female rap, just because of how she carries herself and kind of what she stands for. So mm-hmm. for me, um, the crazy thing is I, you know, I grew up not conservative politically, but just like more conservative individual. Gotcha. And um, like reserved. Right. You know, mm-hmm. not really not really being, you know, embracing the whole sexuality thing, you know, right, type right, thing. Right, right. And so. As I, right, you know, that's me. I was still very, like, you know, I talked to people, but I wasn't, you know. Mm -hmm. But Meg, um, I think kind of going into, you know, coming into my 20s is something that I've had to, that I've become more comfortable with. And I think Meg makes people more comfortable with themselves because Mm -hmm. it kind of tells, you know, hot girl summer isn't just so you can be like, you know, thought bopping around and stuff. Right. That's not what it's about. It's just to say, you know, Embrace who you are, have fun, be yourself, and don't let anybody hold you back. Facts. You know, especially men. And I, you know, I want to get into the whole man versus woman thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the times, um, the way that women carry themselves is because of how a man, you know, views them and kind of right. the expectations that they might have on them. And so, mm-hmm. Hot Girl Summer is like liberation. Right. It's like, this is the summer to have fun, right. go travel, go party, go yep. turn up, um, and just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, I think the message behind it kind of got, like, it didn't translate to a lot of people. Right. So a lot of people thought, oh, y'all, are, they, I guess they confused it with City Girl Summer. Like, no, it's right. not the same. Right. They just see both sides twerking. And right. they think it's the same thing. Right. It's, it's not the same. So right. Hot Girl Summer is like, yeah, we're, we, <laughs> we, not we twerking, but we haven't, right, we ain't scamming people. But yeah, we are twerking, but we're not scamming. Right. Like, we're just having a good time. Right. And so I, I love Meg. I think she's talented. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's very intelligent. She's educated. She's an right. environmentalist. She loves animals. So. Right. 
<laughs> she's like she's like a spirit. She's like my spirit animal. Ooh, nice. She's and so that kind of speaks to why we named it Nerd Girl Fall because mm-hmm. we're transitioning into the fall, and we she's are. getting she's continually uh, continuing her higher education. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you? Uh, what's your opinion on that? With her balancing rap and school, mm-hmm. and some people have even said that it's a gimmick that she she dropped out um no. last year when her when she predicted her career would get more mm-hmm. you know popping soon no i don't i definitely don't think it's a gimmick um i know a lot of people that know meg and that went to school with her mm-hmm. and so for her i i've observed just you know just from observing she is very dedicated to her studies and she's talked about that you know no matter what's going on in her career she is going to graduate that's her ultimate goal mm-hmm. and you know of course, for her school, you know, I'm sure she started loving music and rapping early in age, but school for mm-hmm. her was always there. Right. And, um, you know, I, I applaud her because I'm finishing up like one of my, you know, certification programs and oh. I finish work and I do not want to study. So I can only imagine <laughs> performing Big right. Old Freak. In front of thousands and thousands of people, then having to go home and study, I don't think right. I could do it. To be honest, like, no, couldn't be me. I probably would have been like, uh, yeah, we can finish this up another time. Right? But, exactly. Um, no, it's you know, if it like, just let's just drop everything else and say it's a gimmick. She's doing a pretty damn good job of it being a gimmick because right. she's still going to study after her shows, and <laughs> right. not many people would be able to balance those two things. Right. But you know, I don't, I don't think it's a gimmick. I think, I think it's genuine. I think she's dedicated to uh, her education, and she wants to make sure that she completes that. Right. Um, you know. Cause she's a senior now, so she she almost at the finish line. So right, exactly. Like, why stop now? Right. Like, like why she drop out now? The tuition paid for it. I know mm-hmm. that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so no, I I love that she's very into her studies and everything. And I think it's I think it's a good change of pace. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know education is important. Right. Exactly. So. Um, what are some other um artists that you tune in for? I just want to get your opinion on some artists uh that you've either just been jamming a lot, who mm-hmm. inspire you, that motivate you. And I also want to throw out some names just to get your opinion. Like okay. one name I want to throw out where I kind of know the opinion, but I just want you to speak on it <laughs> is uh Cardi B. Uh, oh lord. <laughs> what is what is your distaste for for Cardi B cuz I feel like it's like love or hate. People yeah. either love her or hate her. It's right. like there's no in between. <laughs> I don't think I hate anybody. I just I there's like a lot of um there's a lot of things with Cardi. I think with me I fell in love with her come up story. Mm-hmm. Um but that was before me kind of knowing the intimate details of her come up story. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I it's even now with the way I feel about her it's very admirable where she came from where she is now but mm-hmm. there's you know despite what someone may be now they still are the way they are like right. and some things just don't change so i think that um cardi b has said some things in previously that kind of speak to her mentality mm-hmm. um and it's just something that i can't really support or get behind mm-hmm. and then um it's it's just the whole like especially kind of how she handles herself on social media i feel Mm -hmm. like she's kind of come way too far to continue to give energy to people but again those actions speak to her personality she right she she goes back and forth with people she's arguing and everything and i'm like take the girl out the hood right (laughs) and you know look i have my you know things too but 
when you're at that level of fame or even just your your tax your tax bracket, right. I feel like there are certain things that you really have to kind of let go. But mm-hmm. with Cardi, it kind of goes into like colorism and just mm-hmm. it's like it's a lot of real nasty right. stuff. And honestly, I just I just. She has catchy songs, like very catchy songs sometimes. But she, I mean, if we be if we're being real about it, I don't think she's a great rapper. Like I just, I right. think that most of her stuff is recited, mm-hmm. and um, you can tell. And it, right, I think right. now, like after kind of coming to that realization, like I can hear it. So it's very harsh on my ears sometimes right, and i'm just like i i don't want to listen to this anymore it's not really my thing right. um but you know it's it, everybody kind of has that right that that person that they kind of like and dislike i don't really i just don't really care for her right that's not someone you're gonna intentionally yeah. tune in for mm-hmm. or turn on but name some some people who you would um okay so i okay i used to like i don't this is somebody that over the past few months I started to like is okay. the baby. Like and oh. before, <laughs> yes. It's it <laughs> at first I think that, you know, there was a whole wave of people coming out with the name baby in it. So right. I kinda just I kinda just kinda Discarded tossed it. him to the side. I was like, right. nah, he probably just liked the, the little the baby thing. and a baby and baby. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. But no, I really um I listened to him. To him flow and he he's he's pretty good. Like right. he just happens to do his craft over a trap beats. Right, right, right. And so right. it's like a nice little turn up thing. Um he has a sense of humor too, which yeah, I enjoy. I do enjoy that too. Mm-hmm. Um I just started listening to Maxo Cream. Nice. So nice. I'm kinda like I'm really feeling him. He has a song with Meg the Stallion. He does. Right. <laughs> um and so some of my faves, I love chance. Mm. I love listening to Chance. Old Chance, New Chance. Like, okay, because some people said New they Chance. They didn't like the new one, but <laughs> I, I, there were so many songs on that on that tape that I I liked. I was like, this is this is why do people like this? This right. is good. You know, something a little different. Right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> and then of course, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like all over the place with music. Like, it really depends. Like R and B, I love listening to her and him and. I think it's division. It's like DV- right. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, I was division. like, I don't. I never know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> DVSN. Yeah. yeah, him <laughs> and let's see who else I have on my my R and B. I love '90s R and B. I love current R and B. I used. Is there to anyone like, that you're anticipating? Uh, Bryson. Bryson Tiller. And I'm upset because he released a song and it was like two minutes long. And I was right. like, bruh. <laughs> People say he's never going to drop again because now he's having a baby. And yeah. Gonna, you know. And I don't know. I just hope that he drops something. Right. I think, I hope there's like a follow-up behind the one song he dropped. Cause right, right. There has to be something else. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he has to stop at that song. Yeah. he yeah. He's uh somebody like years ago, of course, that grew on me because I think I'm like a rebel. So when people are hyping somebody, I'm like, I'm not going to listen to them. Right. <laughs> so, Hipster. <laughs> I, right. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Right. But no, um, I do hope he comes out with something because, right. you know, his stuff is always a vibe. Um, I don't know. There's like, there's, I don't really, I think right now I'm not really focusing on one person too much. I'm just kind of like listening around, mm-hmm. um, seeing what's popping up on Pandora. Right. And sometimes I take the Pandora and add it to like my Apple playlist and all mm-hmm. that kind of good stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite rapper, a favorite singer, like all time? 
Oh man, that's hard. Um, or you can name a few. You know, so two or three. my favorite lyricist of all time has to be Eminem. Like, wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I just I don't. That's a hot take. Yeah, nowadays it that's is because people love. I'm 15 like, fifteen years ago, people would be like, oh yeah, of course, Eminem. Mm-hmm. But now, like, Eminem has grown to be to to some people like yeah. corny or just like they're like, mm, like I don't know. But even like if you, for me, not even kind of including the new stuff, like just. Eminem in general like the, right. the man is a genius like right his word play mm-hmm. like words he's a wordsmith yeah so yeah. yes I can definitely understand so what about in- favorite singer singer Ooh, that's hard oh I don't know if I have a favorite singer no. I really don't think I do I um, love Kelly Price I think oh okay she slept on yes her. Like, okay so if we if we want to go vocalist to be specific okay, right, right, Kiki right. White is one of the I was about to say her girl. name you already knew Yes, <laughs> she's I, like in top five, like R and B, like vocalists, like singers, mm-hmm. like her, Kelly Price, like oh, there's a Mary J's up there for yes. me. Like I just love their voices. Man, when Kiki and Avant was doing anything, right? Oh, they had the like best. a three, four song run. Yeah, like, that was back the to back. era. That was right. a whole mood, right? Um, so yeah, she's definitely she's top. Like her voice is powerful, right. but when you see her like perform, it's like effortless to her. So right. it's like. There's I've talked about her before on the the podcast. It's just just a shame how um her her situations have gotten yeah. the best of her career, yeah, right? Exactly. True. And so uh, I don't know, you know, the ins and outs of those. Me neither. I just, you know, I just see like people looking crazy from a distance, right? Yeah, she she's she's had some times, right? 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 Still... Right? She's committed some crimes, but yeah. uh. <laughs> Times and crimes. Right, exactly. But let's take another quick little music break. I'm gonna sip on my tea a little bit more and then we'll get into our final topic. Yes. Yeah. Living while I'm a pay the price. Balling out, I might pay it twice. This little bitch, you wanna stay tonight. Uh, come on, girl, you ain't the staying tight. Okay, alright. I keep it tight, I'm staying tough. I'm a young nigga, I was born and I give a fuck I'm smoking, we were windows up This a half a plate on me, I'm taking flight, no overseas I fucked around and doubled up, tripled up Cut the wheel, spin the block, they know what's up In the cup from Florida, that potent stuff I said I wanted my cup is purple, I'm posting up My vision clear, my lines are blurry Ooh, this ain't my year, then I go Stephen Curry On you, said fuck the street shit, every day I'm fighting Right, you, says we really kick that dope shit at you niggas So I do again, where you been? Make connections on the low key, this a movement Put it in AC, nigga, this could be a movie Yeah, I go stupid, hustling in my DNA I was born to never lose it Living wild, I'ma pay the price Balling out, I might pay it twice This little bitch, you wanna stay tonight uh, Come on, girl, you ain't the staying tight Okay, alright, I keep it tight, I'm staying tough I'm a young nigga, I was born and I give a fuck I'm smoking, we were windows up This a half a plate on me, I'm taking flight No overseas, I fucked around and... All right, 
it's back from the break and I want to get into you as an entrepreneur, you as an artist, you as a creative, um, highlight your craft. Um, me, I know you because we went to college together. Yeah. And so, you know, seeing you from time to time, event to event, um, you know, just on campus. And then after college, I saw that you were um, doing nails. Mm-hmm. And so I was like... Please, yeah. please do mine. And you actually did mine for my father's funeral. And they were Prince pur- uh, Purple Rain themes because my dad's favorite artist is Prince. And so I will drop a picture of those nails when I post this. Uh, but they came out amazing. And oh, so yes. the artistry, like everyone loved them. They definitely stood out. People were just stopping me everywhere in the grocery store. Oh, <laughs> but I know you're more than that. But definitely speak on how... Um, that nail business came about Mm -hmm. and what else you do as an artist and creative. Okay. Um, so I moved, uh, from the great city of Houston, Mm -hmm. um, less than a year ago. And when I was in Houston, I had a nail tech that I went to all the time and she's Mm -hmm. amazing. Shout out to jazz. Like she's so awesome. (laughs) Um, but it was just like, she put so much craft and artistry into her nose when I'm, I, you know, obviously this area kind of, you know, having my alma mater there, I know what the, right. the central Texas, yeah, the industry is like for nails. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I'm probably not going to find another jazz here. Right. <laughs> and, um, it was really funny because last summer, um, it was last summer, spring. I was like, I want to start doing nails. Like I want to learn. But I just never had time because when I was teaching, teaching was like a 70 hour a week job. So I, and this was only a year ago. This is only a year ago. Wow. And so I, I was like, it's not realistic. Like I only have time to eat and go to sleep when I get home. Right. And when I moved here, I initially started working at Texas state as a personal trainer, Mm -hmm. which I'll kind of get into that a little later. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, this is a perfect time for me to learn how to do nails. I got all this extra time. Right. Like, I got the resource. Like, I have the money for the resources and stuff. So, right, right. I just bought a whole bunch of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. What, like, what are some things that you you buy starting off? Um, So, when I first started, I bought nail tips, um, different color acrylic powders, mm-hmm. uh, just design stuff, like craft stuff. You can get it from, like, Michael's or Hobby right. Lobby. But I right. went and got mine from, like, Amazon. Um, so pretty much all the basics, like the monomer, the powders, the brushes, mm-hmm. uh, hella paper towels. I love this. So many paper towels <laughs> right, in right, the past right. eight months. <laughs> um, but just kind of like the starter kit. So I started, um, practicing on, I would put nail tips on little sticks, like skewers. Right. I and, saw that. Yeah. Right. And then I would just practice on that. I literally did one nail and I was like, Ooh, I can do this. The funny thing is when I was like <laughs> 11, I tried to do acrylics on my friend and it was really? terrible. Oh. It was horrible. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm never going to do this again. And it's funny like, how it comes full circle. Yeah. So I, I put down the brush, uh, however many, almost 15 years ago. And then I was like, oh, I'm not doing this ever again. Right. But I did like one nail and I was like, oh my God, I can do this. I can do this. Right. So I just kept practicing on the sticks. And then eventually I moved into my own hands. And once I started doing my own nails, my friends were like, oh, are you going to be the nail lady? And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, but 
No, when I when I first started doing my nails, I would do my nails once a week. Like I would either refill oh, them or switch it. Okay. Yeah, I was like had new nails every week. It was really ridiculous. Um, oh wow! Everybody's like, wow, how do how right. you afford? I was like, I do it myself. Because <laughs> uh, that I, would be the only way, right? Right. Girl, what, every that's week, right? And so um, I ended up having my first client in like February, and then I fell in love of this with year. It. Mm-hmm. Oh my! And gosh. I was like, ah, how many months ago? In February. This. Seven, wait. Yeah, oh my God. Seven months seven ago, months ago mm-hmm. you, you got your first client. Yep. And oh then gosh. March was crazy. I was like working. Um, I ended up leaving Texas State because mm-hmm. uh, nails kind of started to take over. Right. You did my nails in March. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then March, it was like a full time thing. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So right. I developed my website and all my prices and was getting pictures and stuff. And then it just, it literally just blew up from there. Wow. So what's, what's the website? How can people find you um, when it comes so to the nails? Yeah. It is, it's basically like a booking page, but it has mm-hmm. all the information, pictures and everything on mm-hmm. the site. It is nails by Tamber- mm-hmm. Um So you can schedule your appointments there. You can kind of look through some of the stuff I've posted, mm-hmm. um, the options that I have, the booking policies, all that kind of good Right. stuff right. and then on instagram it's just nails by, by tamberlands nice and i'll um i'll post all the links of course and show pictures when i post this episode so look out for those but definitely um talk about how you transitioned to be more than just the nail lady because you said you were working on being a personal trainer right mm-hmm. and so what's going on with that so i um as i was transitioning out of texas state mm-hmm. I was in a I was in the masters for exercise science program, nice. but I talked to a lot of my colleagues, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, you just really want to do personal training. You already have the bachelor's, and you have another master's. Just go the cert route." So I was like, "Okay." So I enrolled in. The, Dang! So you you degreed up? Okay, yeah, well, man. Right. Now <laughs> so let me catch up. <laughs> um, but I was like, "Okay, you know, I enrolled in the certification program mm-hmm. and." It's like, man, it's it's tough. It's a lot of work. It's pretty right. much like shoving about four or, yeah, a good four years of exercise science into like a few months. Um, but I'm finishing that up on Saturday. So I'll be Ooh. taking my test. So wish me luck. I yes. Hope I, I already know you're going to pass. So congratulations. Because <laughs> I already you. know what the outcome is. Yes. And that that's a great step, too. And so that, that gives you so much variety on, oh, you know, man. just sources of income. Mm-hmm. Um, because I saw also on Instagram, I was just scrolling one day, minding my own business, of course. <laughs> and I'm like, is this a makeup tutorial? Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, girl, is teaching me how to blend this, <laughs> blend these shades now. Yes. So what's going on with that? Are you going to have like a YouTube channel on that? Because I, I would tune in. Right. Okay. So <laughs> that one I'm kind of on the fence about. I Makeup was like, well, actually hair was technically the first thing, first cosmetic right. thing I started doing, but makeup mm-hmm. shortly came after that. And mm-hmm. I love, I love doing makeup. Cause and, I mean, this beat right now, Oh, as soon as you walked in, I was like, <laughs> okay, where are we going? Oh Brunch ready. <laughs> right. Brunch ready. Um, man, I just, I don't know. I don't think I would want to do makeup for like any type of financial gain. Okay. Um, but I, I just love doing makeup cause it's mm-hmm. also very like artistic and a lot of right. my art goes into nails and goes into these other things but makeup is one of those things too right. i just like to transform so that's why like the health and beauty world is like perfect for me because it's right. all about transformation beautiful so, I, I love it I love it too. Okay, so just plug one more time where to find you as for, you know, your services for nails. Okay, so it is Nails by Timberlands, like Timberlands, but with the A, (laughs) dot A-S dot M-E. So you can... 
have all your booking needs are right there on that little yes, portal. So. Yes. And of course, I'm going to post a picture, too, of the sets that she did for me. And so she yes. did the Purple Rain set. And then she did like a peachy sunrise type mm-hmm. of lemonade type of yeah. uh, design the second time. And so I'll drop those pictures so you can see what we're working with because it's amazing. Oh, but I would like thank to thank you, thank you, thank you for, for stopping by Tea with Tammy yes. and sipping some tea with me for Nerd Girl Fall. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Look. Just let me know. I'll be back. This of course. Is, this is bomb. Any last words you would like to um, to say or share with the audience while we're still here? I don't know, man. Um, you know, fall's coming up, so you got like one good some hours left of uh, hot girl summer. Right, so. right. We ticking, ticking, ticking. Any it's, um, it's Halloween coming. costume oh, ideas? Oh, my gosh. Okay, y'all. I have <laughs> some, random I have some stuff for y'all for fall. Like, okay. I got a lot of content coming for fall. Ooh, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be doing some anime characters. going to be doing some Disney characters, right. possibly. So, just... Right. Be on the lookout. Um, we're trying to go to like a kind of a cosplay type thing, and Ooh. y'all know I like to. Well, my I ain't gonna say y'all. Y'all <laughs> might not know, but <laughs> I love cosplaying. Last year, yes, for y'all Halloween. hear that people, a black yes. girl who loves the cosplay, oh, loves girl. anime. Okay, last year I was uh, Sailor Mars for yes. Halloween, so that was fun. But I, I got a lot of good stuff coming up. So okay, just be on the lookout. Oh yes, I, I will be. You know me. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but thank you again for joining me with Thanks you and Tammy. Me. And until next time, sip some tea. Hey, bye. (laughs) I won't let you get me down like that. I can't let you take me out like that. What you give, you get it right back. Got me to my knees, you think I'm weak. Something you would never have. Chain letter, these rough times show the true colors. Go through.